0: Hello there, welcome to a brand new episode of the Fortune one Podcast, Navigating Life and Relationships. I hope you had an amazing weekend and I hope you enjoyed the previous episode. So today we're going to be talking on a very interesting topic. It's actually for young people like myself deciding what to do with their lives. We're calling it Deciding What to Do With My Life. Now our generation has succeeded in making teens and 20-something-year-olds feel like they have failed in life for not having a clear-cut plan for their lives. And it's quite funny because when you sit with the older generation and ask them questions, you find that a lot of them found their niche and their purposes in their 30s, their 40s and above. Now, I'm not giving us an excuse to say, you know, I'm just going to sit it out and wait till I enter my 30s and my 40s before I decide what I want to do in my life exactly. But I'm just saying that it is very unfair that young people, teenagers are left feeling like failures just because they cannot clearly state at the moment what they want to do with their lives. Now, as often as every day, we see and hear of young people falling into depression or committing suicide because of that purposeless feeling. I know we hear it often, but some of us need to settle it in our hearts that life is a marathon. It is not a sprint. As such, it is a very progressive journey and never instant. Now we live in a very instant society. I can just pick up my phone now and make a call to my friend halfway across the world and she picks it in seconds. I can do that with a message. I can pick up my phone, open my WhatsApp, send hi to my friend halfway across the world. She sees the response instantly. I can take out frozen food from the freezer, put it into the microwave. In two minutes, it's already hot. Now this instant mentality is something that we have settled in. Where there begins to be a problem is where we try to take this instant mentality and we drag it into how we live our lives daily. And so we begin to measure ourselves by how fast we can get to the destination, wherever that destination is. Now, deciding what you want to do in your life is not a one-off decision. You will find that it will change and evolve as you encounter new levels of knowledge. So, today we're going to talk about five things you should be doing on this progressive journey of deciding what you want to do with your life. So, let's get right into it. Number one, you need to identify and write down your core principles and values for life. Now, I know someone might be listening to this and thinking, how does my value, how does my principle affect how I decide what I want to do with my life? Now, you need to understand That principles and values are what anchors a person. Okay. When you have principles and values, it helps you filter out a lot of opportunities. It helps you filter out the places that you go, the people you hang around. And all of these things, whether or not you realize it, they are the factors that make up a person making concrete wise decisions for their lives. So it's very important that as young people, we live this. You know, social media life where social media is telling us the values and principles that we should have and we are not sitting down and honestly evaluating for ourselves what value and what principle do I want to live by so this is the first step if you're listening to this and you're yet to even identify the values and the principles that you uphold this is definitely an action point for you go and sit down and write down what your concrete values and principles are and then you can take it up from there Secondly, you need to get active, explore on different skills and projects and document the entire process. Now, I'm not saying you should explore one day today. Maybe I get online today and try this course for one day and then I'm like, no, this is not for me. You know, give it some time, give it one month, two months and just try to explore. Just see if anything piques your interest. Now I'm telling you what has worked for me. Like in my teenage years, I did a lot of things For people who know me personally, they know that I did it all, like literally all in different aspects. Even though I was a science student, I did a lot of arty things. I went for a lot of camps. I went for a lot of conferences, I went for a lot of seminars. I remember sometimes my mom would be like, how does this affect you as a person? How does this relate to your course in school? How does this relate to what you're studying? And it didn't relate, but for me, it was just about exploring, just seeing if anything would pique my interest. Now, I remember going to fashion school for a month with my sister. I do like to look good, however, I'm not the person who wants to sew the clothes or make the patterns and all of that. But I just decided to do it because it was an opportunity and why not now through fashion school I realized I probably would never be touching a sewing machine ever again because the sewing machine absolutely scares me it terrifies me and I can't fully explain it but I just remember my teacher would usually just have me watch over the rest of the class because she just saw how terrified I was of the machine I learned a thing or two but I know in the future I might have people doing the sewing but I know I probably wouldn't go near the sewing machine I also went um, and I did a um, beauty pageant once. I went for this code camp and they had a beauty pageant. And knowing myself fully, I'm not someone who would be the first to offer a beauty pageant. But I remember being there and going, you know, why not? Okay, that I mean, this is just an opportunity for you just to explore and just see what a beauty pageant entails. She went and I, um, you know, registered for it. And funny thing, I actually won. It was DigiTest, uh, Miss DigiTest 2012. And till today, when I think about that, you know, that's one of the things that I remember and it pushes me to keep exploring, keep doing things that I ordinarily wouldn't do just to see if it piques an interest. When you explore things, it helps you find your interest. It helps you build and develop new skills. And you don't even know where you're going to require those skills. I remember just last year. I was teaching someone how to walk in heels, like a friend of mine. Now I was teaching how to walk in heels because she doesn't know how to walk in heels. And I learned that from the beauty pageant that I did in 2012. I got the skill. And tomorrow, who knows, if maybe a modeling house is looking for someone to teach people how to walk in heels, I probably would go and be like, yeah, I did a beauty pageant before. I've got my plague to show for it. I've got my certificate and I can teach their models and get paid for it. I also remember I worked an, um, as an intern in a radio station I think it was two months. And I learned so much about media houses and all of that. Now, right now, I do not work in a radio station. At the moment, I am definitely not a beauty pageant contestant. And I am not a fashion student. However, I have all of these skills. One. Secondly, I know the things that interest me and the things that do not interest me. What I'm trying to say is that if you do not get active and explore you are not even going to find out the skills and the areas that pique your interest and you need to know this as a young person you're going to get to a point in life where you don't have time to be exploring anymore you're literally just going to have to you know go to work come back focus on your family focus on your side hustle and all of that so now is the time to get active and explore thirdly document the things that come naturally to you now this is so so important for us young people that we are paying attention to things that come naturally to us now i have been a victim of this i remember in primary school in secondary school we would have someone come in to speak to us at the end of the talk i would have about four or five pages of writing of jotting and someone else would just have a page or half a page and my friends would always be like wait what were you writing you know And I never really thought too much about it. As I continued to grow, you know, I got to university and I realized that this is actually a skill. I can actually write. I also enjoyed the entire process of learning researching and all of that but because I was so used to it because it came so naturally to me I used to overlook it I didn't think it was anything in my head everybody could do it right so that is what usually happens when things come naturally to us there's a chance that you overlook it that is why I have said that you need to document what are those things that come naturally to you someone at the end of this podcast needs to sit down with a book and a pen and write down what do I do naturally without any hassle without thinking too much those things that come naturally actually could give you insight into the things that you could be doing, you know, in your life, whether as a full-time job or just as a side gig but ensure that you are not taking anything for granted, particularly those things that come naturally to you. Very important for you to also know that God has actually blessed us with certain gifts and things and skills that are natural. You meet certain people. They are so artistic. They draw, they paint, they do all manner of beautiful things. And you yourself, like I personally, when I meet people that paint, I mean, awe. Oh, I'm like, wow, like you can take a paintbrush and paint and you can create this masterpiece. Now I mean, oh, because this doesn't come naturally to me. As a matter of fact, all my drawings in high school, I either took a whole day to draw them or I had to ask a friend to do it for me because it's not something that comes very natural, natural to me. I'm not saying that we shouldn't learn new things that don't come natural to us. We can do that. But for someone who it comes naturally to you, definitely have an upper hand. So document those things and do not overlook them. Number four, speak to people, ask questions and network now i know that this might come as um you know easier for people who are extroverted or people who are more confident than others you know someone who is an introvert or doesn't like to be around people however i always say to people that you cannot allow your personality stop you from walking into life-changing opportunities when you have an opportunity to speak to someone who is in a field that you might be interested in, there's no reason why you should be shying away when you know that that speaking might create an opportunity for you. Some of us need to attend more events, conferences, seminars, online events, okay? Our Generation, we don't really like information. And I realize that there's a point where it becomes information overload. But a lot of us haven't even got there. For some people, they genuinely don't like information. They don't like the entire process of learning. But you need to know that if you don't expose yourself to knowledge, if you don't expose yourself to information, you're not going to know. And like I said earlier, it is as you encounter new levels of knowledge that you begin to evolve and you begin to change. So you need to speak to people, ask questions. The things that come naturally to you how about reaching out to people who are you know already doing those things asking questions and all of that i currently have a degree in software engineering and i remember before i started that degree i spoke to a lot of people in the tech field some of them software engineers some of them were not but speaking to all of them made me have a concrete decision as to studying software engineering because after speaking to everyone i just realized okay this is the area that i feel like i could make the most contribution to so please do not dull yourself speak to people ask questions and network and the best part of this is social media makes it so much easier for us in our generation you can literally just pick up your phone and dm someone you can literally get your email out send an email to someone that you think you know is in an area that you are interested in and you probably get a reply and even if you don't you can chase up on it via social media so it really costs us nothing at the end of the day it's our discipline against going after what we want which is deciding what we want to do with our lives finally and most importantly stay connected to the author of the life he knows best the purpose of what he has created now i don't know if you've ever seen artifacts and you wondered what's this for i don't know if you have now i have and i remember it was somewhere in asia we went to To a pottery house and um I just saw this guy, you know, on the, you know, sitting on the seat and just creating all kinds of things. And there was this little artifact I saw, and I, I actually was confused, like, what is this for? And I went and I asked him. I remember before I went and asked him, my friends and I, we all thought, okay, everyone was guessing what could this be for. But the ultimate knowledge, the ultimate information that came that made us know that this is what this was for is going to be the person who made it to ask hi please what is this used for and he made me understand that it was supposed to hold milk you hold it it's like a tea um thing like you use it to pour milk into your tea and it was just shaped really funny but then it was supposed to be a creative kind of thing and i was just in awe that you know he thought so creatively and thinking about it by the time he told me what it was used for it made complete sense now, what I'm trying to point out in the story is that the creator of that artifact knew best the purpose of it. You are a Christian, you are a person, and you know that you have been created by God. God hasn't just created us for creating sake. He's created us with a purpose on this earth, not just for us to come here and wait to get to heaven. No, for us to come here and actually put our hands, everyone doing what he has created us to do so that we can you know, build something here on this earth, even before he calls us home to heaven. So what I'm trying to say is that you need to ask questions to your creator. You need to spend time with him so that he can help you know better why he has created you. If you are not doing this, the chances are that you're going to be coasting through life, doing things here and there, and just hoping that something clicks I don't know about you, but I don't want to live my life in trial and error like that. So in my young age, you know, in my teen, in my 20s, in my 30s and all my life, I'm spending time with my creator for him to reveal as I move. Because like I said, this is a progressive journey. So it's not a situation of God telling you, oh, I want you to be a doctor working in this hospital, earning this amount of salary. No, it's a progressive journey. So per time you're speaking to him and you're hearing him make clear the purpose for which he has created you. Now, in conclusion, a lot of us need to be more gracious with ourselves. It is one step at a time on this progressive journey. Your life is curated. So quit comparison and competition as well. There's no need looking at the person beside you, you know, whether to your left and your right and deciding, oh, this person is doing this. I should also do it. Okay, speak to God. Let God lead you and direct you on what he wants you to do. We would all get there. Wherever there is, we will get there. Now, don't just be too afraid about the destination. Enjoy the journey, okay? The journey makes even the best part of the entire situation. Enjoy the journey and by God's grace, when we meet at the feet of the cross, we would even celebrate more. Now, I really hope that this episode helps people to understand better what they should be doing while deciding what they want to do with their lives. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. This is Fortune 1 Podcast, navigating life and relationships. Love and light. Bye.